First off, how did this get started? Where did this idea come from? Because this is spectacular. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Murfreesboro. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Thanks for stopping by. We have a good show in store for you today. Coming up, I get to introduce you to the man who is running from Seattle to Miami, all to honor our veterans and servicemen and women. We'll share more of Noah Coughlin's story and why he's trekking thousands of miles to show his appreciation to those serving and those who have served in our United States military. After that, I'm going to let you in on why the three digits, 988, are so important. We were talking about suicide prevention and just where you can find resources if you need them or if a loved one that you know needs resources when it comes to suicide prevention and mental health. We have that coming up for you this morning. And then we're talking traffic safety, how to be a better driver where you see an increased amount of pedestrians. That and more coming up here. We'll be right back. A tribute to Ronnie Millsap. The final Nashville show, October 3rd at Bridgestone Arena. Featuring performances by Kelly Clarkson, Little Big Town, Parker McCollum, Scotty McCreary, Justin Moore, Tracy Lawrence, Trace Atkins, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and many more. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. A tribute to Ronnie Millsap. The final Nashville show, one night only, October 3rd, Bridgestone Arena. Right now, they have a dragon here. I saw it. Get out of here. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. At Old Hickory Credit Union, we're member-owned, not-for-profit, and eager to serve our Robertson County community. Since 1934, we have strived to provide our members with a safe, reliable place to take care of all their financial needs. From checking accounts to loans to mortgages, we're here to help. Credit unions have to constantly adapt to meet the needs of an ever-changing market. However, one constant will always remain, and that is the service we provide to our members. Stop by our Greenbrier branch today. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. A tribute to the American military. This man, 39-year-old Noah Coughlin, is on a solo journey across the United States as a way to honor veterans and the United States military. Noah started in Seattle on Memorial Day and will trek 3,500 miles to Miami by Veterans Day. Noah is on day 122 today of his 167-day trip. I had the pleasure of catching Noah yesterday on day 121 as he made his way down Fort Campbell Boulevard. Noah shares more about his inspiration. So every time I do this, the, uh, the United States military will uh, give me a flag. This one is actually from the United States Air Force. 
flown on a KC-10 extender April 6, 2023 uh, by the 908th Expeditionary Air Refueling Squadron from Prince, Prince Sultan Air, Air Force Base in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia for Operation Inherent Resolve. And their one rule was don't let it touch the ground and we'll see you at the other ocean. Many of them are humble in the first place, so a lot of times they don't want the recognition. I'm a civilian just trying to say thank you. Sometimes I'll interview them and dedicate the day to them, you know, 22 miles today or 45 miles tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's, they all tend to have something in common is their love for the American flag and just, just the appreciation uh, for what our country stands for, you know, freedom, liberty, opportunity, hope, and that's what they fought for. And I just echo what, I, I believe I echo what they uh, intended to devote their life to, you know, this country and the great people of this country. So I just try to be a, a source of um, encouragement to them. I want them to know there's a grateful nation that supports them because they need encouragement as well as we need encouragement. Uh, so there's so many veterans. It's, I've been telling everybody it's impossible to measure the impact of the United States vet veteran. There's two things that happen. One, they go off and then they serve anywhere from two, four, eight, 30 years in different capacities, different branches. And many times they don't come home, you know, in our wars and combat. But many times they do come home and they, and they continue to be uh, police officers, firefighters, pilots, teachers, lawmakers, uh, you name it. And so when you look at it from that perspective, you realize that uh, my humble opinion here is that the veterans are the ones holding this country together. They're the, they're the absolute glue that holds America together throughout their entire lifetime. I was pretty nervous when I started you know, this big run. I told the whole world I'm running for the entire military. You know, I don't have a, a veteran background or military background. I just do want to do, do a big thank you. I was a little nervous as uh, that they wouldn't be so accepting. So the fact it was the opposite. They were they, they embraced the run. They enjoyed seeing the flag. They enjoyed the, the general nature of just saying thank you as a grateful civilian. So that, that was the most surprising part because I, I felt like a fish out of water. But uh, many post commanders of VFW, World War II vets, active duty veterans pulling over, uh, they, they uh, welcomed me and said, hey, you're doing a great job. I'm four months in, and I'll tell you, they're, they're, we have a lot more in common than we do apart. Uh, you know, whether it's a culture war, whether it's a social issue, you know, or whether it's um, you know, politics, anything. When you actually go and you, you, you go into these small towns and big cities, you realize that 99.9% .9 of us, we're all the same. And um, uh, it's been encouraging for me to see that and be able to tell other people that, is to you know, believe in your country and believe in each other. And I've been saying forever that Americans lift each other up and help each other out. And I am the, the recipient or victim of kindness every single day, whether it's you know, a free hotel room or people pulling over to check on me, seeing if I need a bottle of water or anything, uh, or very kind media that comes out and uh, tells the stories. It's, it's not easy, but knowing that this is my last run is, is kind of what goes on in my head as far as this is the last time I'll be able to do a big run like this, that I'm willing to do it. It's a little, little dangerous to keep doing this across America. But, um, you know, I just think, I think it's just the desire to bring people together because it is working every day is an adventure. There's no script for the day to day. There is on the road. I know which route I'm gonna be on. I know how many calories I'm gonna eat. Those are the predictable things, but you just never know whose who's life you're gonna impact. And just on the most random day, you'll get a phone call saying, hey, there's a World War II veteran that wants to meet you a mile away. And so I just know to have some faith and just keep going mile after mile, whether it's walking or running, and uh, keeps me going. You get to see the scenery, you get to see the sunsets, the mountains, you know, the big cities, the small towns, and American history along the way. The journey will end on Veterans Day. This is the first run, to my knowledge, that anybody's ever done that started on Memorial Day, ends on Veterans Day. 
and it will end in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, uh, probably about noon, and I'll run into the Atlantic Ocean with the flag, and the Marine Corps will be there to fold the flag when I get out of the ocean. It was so nice meeting and talking with Noah. Now, this is his fourth and final run across America. His first three runs were about raising awareness for rare diseases. He also did a run across Ireland. You can follow him by finding his Facebook page, Noah Coughlin. He shares his journey right there. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have more coming up right after this. Dairy Berry's heat and air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Sumner County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berries at 615-452-8121. When it comes to insurance, you want a name you can trust. Wendy Danielle Stack is here to help. With over seven years of experience, Danielle and her team are here to assist you in finding the right coverage for all of your needs. From auto and home to life and business insurance, we have customized options for everyone. We'll work with you to create a personalized plan that protects everything in your life that matters most. Call today and see for yourself why Danielle Stack is the go-to insurance agent in Clarksville. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. People come to plastic surgery offices because they want to improve something that they feel is a flaw in themselves. About 10 years ago, our men's procedures were probably about 10% of what we did. Nowadays, it's more like 30 or 40%. Eyelid lifts, liposuction, and we even do hair transplants here. We are part of the community, and we want to be able to walk around and see faces in the community that we've made happy. This morning, we're starting off by highlighting Suicide Prevention Awareness Month and the importance of mental health and mental health checks on those that you know and that you love. Three numbers that you need to write down, you'll hear it a few times throughout this segment, is 988. That is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. The person that's going to share with us the importance of this lifeline and the resources that are out there for you and those that you love. We have with us the South Central Regional Director of the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network. We have Mary Ann Christian with us. Mary Ann, thank you so much for joining us on this topic today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We're so glad that you're helping to bring awareness to suicide prevention. You know, so often people say they didn't, they didn't see the signs. They didn't know where to turn to. What is your network all about? What is the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network about and how is that available to those of us who need it? So we are about eliminating and uh, preventing suicide, eliminating that stigma with uh, mental health in particular. So what can you do? One of the things you just talked about is a lot of people aren't educated on those warning signs and risk factors. So we provide trainings, a variety of trainings from your basic suicide prevention training, which would be question, persuade, refer, or QPR, all the way into a very intensive two-day training, which is ASSIST, Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, and then some that are in between. So going to one of those trainings, learning what the risk factors are, learning what warning signs are, learning what clues people would be communicating to us is so very important because oftentimes people just don't know. And you can't help somebody when you don't know. So getting educated, knowing what those are, so very important. 
the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network, or TSPN, we have a website, really easy to find us, tspn.org. We have not only trainings that you can attend and learn from, but we have other resources. We have brochures. We have regional information. We have regional resource guides so that you learn some of the resources that are available in your region. Knowing Not only knowing how to recognize risk factors and warning signs, but also just knowing what's available in your region. And sometimes the resources aren't mental health. Sometimes you need to uh, know resources such as homelessness or maybe how to connect to the VA, um, how to go find a job, different resources uh, that are in the communities that you aren't aware of because you've not ever had to need uh, you've not ever had a need for them before. Can we backtrack a little bit to the warning signs? Can you highlight the, some of the warning signs for us this morning? So they, there's a an exhaustive list, but yes, some warning signs could be a change in their eating and sleeping habits that you know. It could be just a change in their normal. Um, behavior or character. So if you know somebody that, you know, is always happy and all of a sudden they're not happy, or maybe they're that person that's real social at school or at work and now they're not, or it could be the opposite way. Maybe they were kind of, um, you know, they kept to themselves and now all of a sudden they are the life of the party or the life of the classroom or the workplace. Um, changes in their life, such as loss, you know, loss of a job, loss of a friend, loss of a loved one, especially if that loss is by suicide. We know suicide survivors are at a much higher risk to die by suicide. Um, it's a very difficult death to grieve. But, you know, if somebody is putting their life in order or giving away prized possessions, especially when you put that in context with other things that you're seeing as they change, as their behavior is changing. Uh, just know, though, that even though that's a great list to kind of start with, mm -hmm. that nobody dies by suicide for one reason. There's always more than one reason, but we just aren't necessarily rec uh, trained to recognize what those reasons might be. Well, thinking of those training classes that you touched on, is that just meant for, you know, either school districts or businesses? Are individuals allowed to take part in these training classes? Anybody in the community is allowed. And because we are grant funded, those trainings are free, which is really amazing. Um, we have we do offer some virtual. Uh, you can also, you know, if you or your organization is interested in having a training, you can get one together and we will help you do that. And, you know, have a training for your organization or have a training uh, sponsored by the organization for the community. Let's talk about that crisis hotline, the lifeline, 988. What is the process when someone calls in? Does it automatically go to someone who's there to help or do you have to, you know, press one for whatever? Well, it's interesting that you said press one, because if you're a veteran and you press one, then that will connect you to a crisis counselor who is trained specific in issues of veterans. Okay. So you can call or you can text because we know some people don't like to physically talk to somebody, even though it is on the phone. They would prefer to text. So you have two options. It's free. It is anonymous. Now, it may take just a little bit of time to connect you because they do try to connect uh, 
through a zip code, um, not a zip code, an area code. And mm-hmm. we know that, you know, lots of people move. So cell phones might have a Californian, <laughs> but uh, but they will try to connect you to the closest place, uh, which is really cool because then they are also able to connect you to resources if you need that. It's a great way to have, have somebody to be able to talk to. You don't have to be in crisis when you call. Oftentimes people are calling because they just need somebody to talk to. They're really stressed or they're anxious or um, they just feel like they can't work through some problems and they need somebody to talk to and they don't want to talk to family. So you can call. Uh, They will be able to connect you to resources, as I said. Um, It's free. It's anonymous. What have I missed with 988? It's a great resource to be able to have and to share with other people. Okay. So again, very important to have that number, you know, put it down somewhere on a post-it 988 suicide and crisis lifeline there for you. What other, what else is available through the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network? So like I said, um, we offer a variety of resources. So that's really neat in that you can go to our website. You can look at the different brochures that we have. You can have those brochures sent directly to you at free, no charge. We don't even charge for shipping. So that's a really cool way to be able to have resources. Maybe you want to put it out in the front office at your organization or at your church, or you might need something for an event that you have coming up. We also table events. So we do a lot of different outreach. So if you have an event coming up, we're able to be there and to provide those resources and to have somebody who can answer some very you know general questions that may come up as they are there tabling. So that outreach is a huge piece as well. I'd say that it is. Marianne, is there anything that I haven't asked you that we should touch on? Uh, I don't think so. I just want to say, again, thank you for having us up here and bringing this um, awareness to suicide prevention. And Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody, do a little bit of training. Find out how you can help somebody um, because it's a great way to not only just – to be able to recognize risk factors and warning signs for suicide prevention. But sometimes it's not about suicide. Sometimes it's just the fact of connecting with another human. And we are humans. We're wired to connect. We all want to be seen, heard, and validated. And that's important. So that's a great reason to take the uh, take a training as well to be able to make connections with people. not only during September, but all 12 months. You know, we always seem to highlight it for September and talking about suicide and mental health. But, you know, this really should be in our forefront um, every day. So Mary Ann, Christian, thank you so much. We appreciate your time this morning. No, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have more coming up after this. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Thomas Drugs, serving our community since the early 1900s. We're a full-service drugstore in Soda Fountain located in a building on Main Street that is on the National Register of Historic Places. 
We have a staff of pharmacists with over 70 years of experience and we are committed to offering the best care and service to our community. We're now offering healthcare testing and treatment with positive results, a one-stop shop. Stop by our pharmacy today or visit our website at thomasdrugs.net. He shoots, and he scores! Here at Rock and Roll Sushi, we're proud to be the original American-style sushi restaurant founded on great food and rock and roll music, boasting concepts and flavors that are big, bold, and loud. We're the only place to experience the rock you love and the rolls you love with the ones you love. Come see for yourself why we're the best sushi experience in town. Find us at 108 Morris Road in Clarksville or visit our website at rockandrollsushi.com. This is Streetwise. It's a new program from the Tennessee Highway Safety Department. Kim Vanatta is our guest. And we're talking about some things that just might save you or someone you love's life. And it might save a stranger's life and therefore really change your life if something happens. If, and you were saying something really, I just could not believe it. During the break, how long, when we just go, I'm just going to send a quick text. Nobody will know. The average length of sending a quick text is the, the length of a football field. So 100, you're, talk, you're going 100 yards uh -huh. without looking at the road when you send or receive a text. And you think that you can do it, and right. you think that it makes no difference. But I will guarantee you that when you're driving down the road, there's a warble, there's a wobble, there's a movement back and forth that can take out a mailbox or a car or a kid yes. and that split second and that split second is what we're talking about in this program and how to just share our ro roads with other vehicles now we've got a lot of track uh, of tractor trailers on the interstate and we've had to really learn that's another thing and that's for another show but right now we're going to talk about the two-wheeled kinds the scooters let's start with scooters first Anybody can go get a scooter, right? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. All you need is a credit card. <laughs> so even if you don't have a driver's license, if you have mom and dad's credit card, you can go hop on a scooter. Yeah, and if there's an adult with you, there's, I mean, there are scooter drivers all over the place in Nashville. And you can watch them. They're speeding up and down sidewalks. They're going up and down the road, and they're not paying attention. So that's another vulnerable road user but they're also considered pedestrians. They go too slow to be a vehicle, but they're too fast to be a pedestrian, but they have to be put into that pedestrian category. Can they ride on legally, ride on sidewalks? They're supposed to ride on the roads, but I will tell you, not, I won't say it's a funny story, but when they first came out, I saw two police officers in the park and I went up to ask what these scooters were gonna do. Mm -hmm. I said, is it legal to ride on the road? And one said no, one said yes. So, well, 
<laughs> if you guys don't know, then how are we going to educate the public? So neither one of them knew, but you're also required to wear a helmet, and I've yet to see one with a helmet on. So No. No, people are riding scooters. And another thing is... <laughs> There's no, I'm, and I'm, I'm bringing up a really weird topic here, but there's no breathalyzer on a scooter. No. So if someone cannot drive impaired, you can't ride a scooter impaired safely. I live downtown Nashville, mm -hmm. and I live at the top where the hotels are. So these people are walking down to Broad, and then they're getting a scooter and riding up on the scooter when they've already been drinking. So they are impaired on mm -hmm. these scooters when they're going back home or to their hotel room. So that is a, a, a big problem. Now let's talk about bicycles because people are riding more bikes now. They're in the, they're especially downtown. They want right. to be green. And so they've got their helmets, they've got their bikes, their, the bike lane. And let's talk, and we, now we don't have bike lanes everywhere. No, but we but are we're getting, getting that yes. more and more because we're encouraging bicycles here in this town, which I love. I do too. I'm really happy to see that. And they're the really fast riders that are on, <laughs> on bicycles. Professional riders, they, yes. They really <laughs> are. And then there's the, you know, the Sunday afternoon with the kids and they've got the little scooter thing that they, the little, the papoose that I call it <laughs> behind with the kids in the back or the dog. And Let's talk a little bit about sharing the lanes with these. Do you, do you have to wear a helmet if you're riding a bicycle? That is a, an excellent point because six, up until the age of 16, you are required by law to wear a helmet. Once you get to be 16, you can make the choice whether or not to live or die. In my opinion, you don't have to wear a helmet anymore as soon as you reach the age of 16. It's your choice. So the law, not like I would like for it to be but hopefully we'll catch up with that the more people that get injured. But interesting thing about bicycles is that you have to give them three feet as a motorist. Three feet is not that far. I mean, it's not a great distance, but it's required by law you give them three feet. If they're riding in that bike lane, especially the ones that are marked and there are, it's mm -hmm. a division now, that's perfect. You ride there, you stay a little safe, mm -hmm. but still you have to be paying attention and those bike lanes stop at intersections, so you're going to have to be with the cars at the intersections. Hockey in Music City just hits different. It's one big honky-tonk party. It's the sea of gold in the crowd, the goals, the saves, the celebrations. It's an experience like no other. Experience Predators hockey all season long. Visit NashvillePredators.com slash season tickets and join the Loyal Legion today. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. And we'll see you at Bridgestone Arena. Good morning. I'm Monty Hale. Sports editor of the Murfreesboro Post. Let's talk some Blue Raider football this morning. Uh, MTSU is one and three to start the season. Um, not a huge surprise in that they opened the season at Alabama and Missouri. I think those uh, losses were expected, and you know, a couple million dollars um, into the athletic fund out of those games. Then the Blue Raiders uh, came home for their home opener. 
took care of Murray State 35 to 14, setting up last week's homecoming matchup against Colorado State. Um, the Rams had come off a tough uh, to Colorado State. Of course, a lot of talk surrounding that game on and off the field. Um, and the Rams lost a very tough one in double overtime. So you wondered, uh, will they be flat? Will they come to Murfreesboro not excited? Unfortunately, they were pretty excited. And um, although MTSU led at halftime 17-10, to 10, it was a disastrous uh, third quarter for the Blue Raiders. Uh, they were outscored. Um, they gave up 21 unanswered points, one off a costly turnover that – really ultimately sealed the deal in the uh, Rams 31 to 23 win. So where is MTSU now? They're one in three tonight. They go to arch rival Western Kentucky, who have they have not beat in some time. This is a pivotal game. Uh, MTSU is about a five and a half point underdog. And again, they have struggled mightily against the Hilltoppers. Uh, um, can they prevent the deep ball? Uh, that has been a killer form in recent games against Western is giving up the big chunk plays. Uh, hopefully that won't be the case for them, but uh, that's exactly what they better be ready for. If middle goes to one and four, ooh, then you really got to wonder what direction this team will go. But tonight um, will certainly be a big one in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, you can see that game on the CBS Sports Network uh, if you so choose to watch. Um, again, the Blue Raiders 1-3, trying to get off the snide, as they say. I'm Monty Hale with the Murfreesboro Post.